The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org. I'm here, Boston. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM in Boston. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the program, From the Trenches, baby. Observation from the Trenches, From the Trenches, Observation. Well, I hope you are nice and smug in your home with your feet up, having a hot tea or some hot chocolate after a long day on the job. You're relaxing. And uh, I'm going to just put some different thoughts out in the atmosphere for you to consider. You're never here to uh, denigrate or degrade anybody. You better put a different thought out there in the atmosphere. Some you, some, some you can consider, think about Today, I want to talk about immigration. Immigration versus the Eidos community. And without political, economic, or social capital, you will get what occurred down here in Roxbury, where the governor and the mayor put those illegal immigrants from Logan Airport down there in Roxbury against the will of the people because when a community lacks political, economic, or social capital, social capital, you at the mercy of those with power. And despite you might be protesting, as there are in New York, Chicago, and other places, especially where now they're just dropping these uh, illegal uh, immigrants uh, on, on the black community, despite folks objecting with a viciousness, they're not moving them. They're not moving them. And I come to realize, and you should too, that for all the civil rights marches we did, right, fighting for civil rights, voting rights, human rights, equity, inclusion, diversity, all those nice concepts, none of those concepts, right, allow you to have power or economic institution where you can hire people, shape opinion, and even punish people as you're seeing after October 7th. That the American Jewish community, very, very powerful, can get people terminated. That's power, wealth. If you don't adhere to their views, they have enough wealth and power and control institutions that they can do something about it. And so those in power, those who are in office, don't dare do anything that offend groups with power. And the reason why I have been, the reason why my spirit say to speak to those come behind me as a member of, of the Baby Boomers, I was born in 1953. I think the year for Baby, baby Boomers, like 1945 to like 1966, somewhere, somewhere around there, anyway. But when King got himself Murder is fighting for us. We we jumped on the multiculturalism trip, people of color trip, coalition trip. 
we got off uh, fighting for independence and self-determination. We stopped fighting to build and acquire assets that we can control, hire our people, create wealth, institutions that we control, that we can leave to the next, next generation. So as we're stepping off the platform and Gen X and Gen Z is about to take, take the reign, they need to realize that they really are starting from, from, from scratch here. We're not leaving them anything tangible. It's all concepts. Civil rights, voting rights, human rights, fighting racism. And I'm here to say to those group, as you take the reign, I would not spend any more of my precious time fighting those battles. I will leave this stricter to the white community along with people of color. I would focus my energy from here on out to acquiring essential high-income skills whereby I can live very comfortable, make sure I take care of my family on my terms, live life on my terms, but also it allows me now to create and own institutions, companies, whereby I can lead it to, to the next generation and they can build and expand on it. What you're seeing happening down here at my Lena Calf Boulevard here in Roxbury at the end of King Boulevard, where they got these individuals down there against the community's will, it's the lack of not only a respect, but it shows that they don't value you as voters or as community people. Despite what they say, the rhetoric, right? They don't value you. They don't value you. And the reason being, I contend after King was murdered, we've been on the track of fighting and protesting for civil rights, human rights, Voting rights, diversity, inclusion, all those things, right? None of those ent entities or institutions do we own or control. None of those things. So despite you having a city councilor who might look like you or a state rep who might look like you, it doesn't mean anything. Because why? Your community, the Aedos community, which stands for American Center Slavery, that's become out of that institution, and I'm not ashamed to say that. We do. We are more American than any immigrant will ever be. Let nobody ever tell you to go anywhere. You are in America through and through. So here we are, Adels, being replaced and displaced by illegal immigrants in our own community, at a, at a facility that our kids use for recreation or whatever, has been torn into and turned into a living facility for folks that you didn't actually come here, you didn't bring them here, but they're being forced in your space because we as a community lack political, economic, or social capital. And since we have been emancipated since 1863, when Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, it's 161 years that we have been fighting, fighting and protesting to be treated as what? Citizens where the white community recognize, right, and respect our choices. 
And this is a clear example where the white community does not respect or revere what you have to say or how you feel about something. And to make matters even worse, think about this here, young people. I, I don't really speak to my group anymore, baby, baby boomers, because to me, not begrudging our group, not to belittle our group, not even to shame our group. We opted for inclusion, assimilation. And a few got some good jobs. A few allowed to move out to the suburbs, be comfortable. The master got stuck here in his ghettos with no way to employ or earn legal income. Many turned to crime and vice. Many were offered, the women's office, you know, welfare, you know, as long as the man wasn't there. So much for family, family preservation. And so now we find ourselves 50-some years after King was murdered, in the same predicament, if not worse, than we were in 1963. We couldn't hire ourselves then. We own no institution then. The A, we control, that we could build and expand on, we don't own anything now. And so you see in a perfect example what's going on in Roxbury right now with those illegal being dumped down your throat of a community who spent, of a people, I should say, who spent all this time in the last 50, 60 years fighting for civil rights, human rights, voting rights. None of those things are institution building. None of those things are tangible where you can hire your people, where you can build and acquire wealth, where you can, A, gain respect because look what these people have done over these 30 or 40 years. Nothing. Have you ever seen any civil rights activists be well off? Or can hire people, promote people? I haven't. So what we have done in the last 30, 40, 50 years has benefited everybody but us. It's somewhat ironic that the folks who were deliberately hurt by white racism, our effort has benefited everybody but us. And the institution that King and our elders got to get out there and fought for, right, Voting Rights Act, 1965 Act of civil, uh, like Civil Rights, uh, from action, right? All those entities have been, for the most, no, most part, nullified. They have, been, they have been rendered useless. And they came under attack from, from the very first time they were enacted as laws. The white community was trying to undermine and usurp them. Well, they have, they have succeeded. And so now... We have been thoroughly displaced and replaced by all of these illegal immigrants because it benefits the white community. Because now you got people here that, hey, we don't need you for cheap labor or entry-level labor. We don't need you for that. We got folks here glad to do anything that you won't do. And there's no grievance there. There's no history of oppression or, or exploitation from the whites to them. So they have no connection to our lineage, to our narrative, our story. There's no connection there. Even the Caribbeans, the ones from Africa, the Haitians, you know, 
you were exploited. You were victimized, not us. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, might not be right, but that's on you. We didn't come here to help you fight whiteness or white supremacy or for a redress for this year wrong. We came here to extract as much of the wealth of America from us and our family to create a high quality of life. So if it means replacing you, displacing you, so be it. What you see in Roxbury is a, is a, is a, is a firm example of that. Yeah, well, yeah, you might not like it, but you can't do nothing about it. That's why you have no power. You're not respected. You have no political power, economic or social capital. So what can you do? Nothing. And even, even if you chose come next election round not to vote for Mayor Wu or the governor, they would still, still be reelected. Because why? Numbers are not there. And I've been saying for quite some time, if you're paying attention, right, I believe that choosing the vehicle of politics as a redress for our legitimate grievance against the federal government for allowing what amounts to 347 years of the greatest theft of wealth any group was ever subjected to was their own vehicle. Where do where, where you get that years from, Larry? Where do you get that 347 years from? 347 years? Out of 405 years, we've been at 400, been at 45 years. But you're saying 347 years is the greatest step of wealth? How so? Pay attention, listen, pay attention. From 1619 to 1865 is 247 years of chattel slavery. Created wealth, got nothing. They fought a war over, over us. Well, what do you now do with four million former, former enslaved people that you don't want? You never really wanted, but you would exploit them to benefit wealth for you, but you never wanted them. They were never viewed as a citizen of value and appreciation. What do you do with four million? Four million standing there in 1865. Well, we don't quite know what to do with them, but until we can figure things out, let's create these man-made laws across America called the Black Code, that is going to further in bondage them. It's another form of slavery. So slavery didn't end. So from 1865 to 1965, probably so-called laws of the because of the civil rights struggle, you were still in bondage. You had no rights, all wealth taken. We had no rights that whites had to respect whatsoever. So for 347 years, out of out of 45, out of 405 years, we have been creating wealth and not being compensated for it at all. That's why I say the debt is with the federal government. Because I'll say again, people will do what government allows them to do. The white community did what the government allowed them to do, what, what the government allowed them to do. States did, cities did, companies did, churches did what the federal government allowed them to do. Who owes reparation? Federal government. And if reparation was enacted tomorrow, a very comprehensible uh, package, it's going to take centuries, centuries for this thing right to be righted. That's why I say to you all the time, the only saving grace in America for us, Ados, 
American descent of slavery. Only slavery that's saving grace right now is labor. Labor is essential in all production, all production, be it services, producing things, whatever. Do you possess essential high-income skills whereby you will be highly compensated? If you don't, you're going to struggle. I've been saying that. I'll, I'll keep saying that. The only saving grace, if you're a member of ADOS, is labor. Because why? The vast majority of us, including myself, come out of homes where there's, where there's no wealth, which meant what? No inheritance. You and I start from scratch, from zero. So we don't understand how capitalism works, capitalism, capitalism works. That labor is critical. All we got is our labor, us. So if we're not about trying to acquire essential high, high income skills, we do ourselves a further disservice. And now with all this massive illegal immigration, you definitely are not needed. You and I are not needed. If your labor is just mediocre or average, you are not needed. So again, even if you don't vote for the mayor, if you're mad with her, or, or the governor, they can still be reelected. Why? Democracy, one person, one vote. Right? So if you can't convince all your white colleagues, right, or your white citizen, right, or now all these folks of color to side with you, right, to vote out, she ain't going nowhere. That's why I come to, come to conclude that voting was a terrible vehicle to address our legitimate grievance against the federal government for crimes against humanity. But it's too late for that now, you know. But we should understand that voting, voting is not the be-all, cure-all as folks proclaim it to be for us. Because the numbers don't work. Never have, never will. And in fact, the only time that voting secured anything for us was doing Reconstruction when the white majority got with our elders and voted in the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. After 18, I think, 88 or 1878 or whatever, they got sick of us. They threw us back to the wolves. Voting has not done anything for us. Even now, be it city, state, or federal government, if you can't get your white colleagues or now these people of color who are also down there, if you can't get them to sign up, to sign up on your bill, it ain't going nowhere. So I say to the, to the next group coming behind us, Gen X, Gen Zs, and Millennials. Don't put your stock or hope into politics for its voting. Because the numbers are not there. The numbers are not there. So even if you are truly upset with Mayor Wu or Governor Healy, right, what we do? You don't have enough numbers to make sure that the mayor won't, won't win. You don't have enough numbers to make sure that the governor won't win. Because they will, despite you being upset with them. Because why? The numbers are not there. One vote, one person. We don't have the numbers. Simple as that. We don't have the numbers. But again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of our program is From the Trenches, baby. Observation Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. I speak about things that I see, putting out a different vibe in the atmosphere, things you think about. You might agree with some, all or nothing, but it's okay. You can at least uh, compare and contrast to your worldview.
or your belief system. So my dialogue today is immigration versus the Adels community. Without political, economic, or social capital, it's why no one have to a revere or fear our group. We have no political, no economic, or social capital anyone has to fear. That's why right now, all those Ill- illegal immigrants are down there at Malina Cass Boulevard, down in the Shelburne Center, where they're at, down there on Washington Street and King Boulevard. Comfortable, warm environment, food, TV, etc. Because despite your op- opposition, you got no juice. We got no juice. Because we, we went down the wrong road. We went down the wrong road after King was murdered. Fighting for civil rights, voting rights, human rights, etc. They don't build platforms. They don't build institutions. They don't build anything that you can a, create wealth and power from. And so now, young people, who's about to replace us, baby, baby boomers, I hope there's something that you, when you, you, you critique us that you just don't do. I would not put any more of my time into fighting racism. No, I would not. White folks know what they are. They know what they are. So you, you ain't got to tell them they're racist. They already know that. You know, they know white supremacy is about race. Real simple, about race. But I would be fighting for contracts, city, state, federal, private, the trades, etc. So I don't care about racism. All I'm saying, you're going to include me. I mean, I, I just got to include me. Share the wealth. Share the wealth, and we'll get along fine. How so? With these contracts. Where I can hire myself, hire my people. Put our, put our folks to work. We can do the job together. Yes, we can. But I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going to no more march on racism, civil rights, voting rights, human rights. No, no, no. I'd put that cross down. Young people, we have been fighting this fight since Lincoln signed the Emancipation in 1863. From then, from then to now, is 161 years. From 1863 to now, 2024, is 161 years. Put down that cross. As a member of Ados, as a, as a member of the Black Boomers, Black Baby Boomers, if we get ready to get step out of here and get let you take the mic. I would say put those crosses down. I would say that you need to be highly, highly, highly skilled and pursue contracts. Do you not know in the city of Boston, they award over $2 billion a year to outside contractors, right? The city of Boston, over $2 billion, $2 billion a year. The state awards over $4 billion a year to outside contractors. Ados, American born black, get less than one half, 1% of that money. Why? Because our politicians are pushing everything and anything that does not change the quality of life. Think about that. Two billion dollars, see the Boston. But Ado's community members get less than one half or one percent of that money. In the state, here in Massachusetts, over four billion dollars a year to outside contractors. Again, we get like pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollars. Why? Nobody's here saying, hey, man, you know that skill you got, that trait you got, 
you know, the city will pay for that. The state will pay for that. A lot of work you, you see being done, those are outside contractors. They got contracts to do that. It means they can hire themselves and they got a steady stream of what? Revenue, income. You out of fighting for voting rights, civil rights, human rights. Huh. Put that cross down. Put that cross down and let the white community, along with the people of color, let them fight that. After 161 years, you won't find me going to no conference or workshop on racism, voting rights, human rights, civil rights. Not me. But I will show up with you if you're going for city contracts, state contracts, federal contracts, private contracts, the trade contracts. Yes, I'll go with you on that. I'll go with you on that. Because it's clear, if you look at what's going on here in Roxbury right now, all those Im- immigrants down here, illegal immigrants, despite your wishes, you can't do nothing about it. Because why? You're not revered, you're not respected. And in fact, since I, once we got here, truth be told, the white community has never respected any of our belief or things that we uh, held dear. They felt that the black man has no right that any white man had to respect. That's what you're seeing down there right now in Melina Cass Boulevard, where those illegals are being housed. Despite your protest, we're going to put them there anyway. Because why? We got to welcome, show our humanity. Well, think about it, young people. Gen X, Gen, Gen, X, Gen, X, Gen Z, millennials. We've been asking this community to show their, their humanity to us for 161 years since emancipation. We've been asking and begging them to show their humanity to us for 161 years to no avail. Folks done cried, died, bled the whole nine yards trying to show how inhumane the treatment was. I say it's time to stop begging. Stop begging folks to validate you as a human being. I would be fighting for one thing only, my share of the contracts. That's what I'd be fighting for. I'll leave these other groups, these other immigrants, be it Jewish Americans, Haitian Americans, Caribbean Americans, African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Indian Americans, you know, let them fight for that. I'd put down that cross. Anything called civil, social. I'm only, I'm on, I'm only fighting for economic inclusion. Share the wealth through a contract. No, I don't want a job. No, 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 no. I don't want a job. No, 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 no. I don't want a job. I want a contract. Where I can hire myself, hire my people, grow capital, make investment whereby we can have a platform to hire ourselves and speak and behave as independent thinking men and women. But I wouldn't go nowhere on a compass for racism, sexism, multiculturalism, diversity, inclusion, equity. I would not waste my time on it anymore. America is what she is, young people. I come to realize that over 30 years ago. She is what she is. She's a great country. She's a great country. Haven't been able to travel. She's a great country. I will not dispute that with you. She's a great country. If you possess sufficient wealth to be comfortable, it's a great place to be. If not, you're going to struggle. 
And our community has been struggling since we got here. We've been struggling since emancipation. That's 161 years. 161 years. 161 years, neighbor, young people. Talking to you now. I ain't talking to the baby boomers. I ain't talking to baby boomers. Our time is up. We chose, we chose immigration and assimilation. We chose the appeasement. We chose to be okay being subjugated and colonized. Our groups appear to have chosen being okay being, sub, being subjugated and colonized. That's why we're not leaving you anything of substance, no tangible nothing, but what not to do. So you can critique us, even King's generation, of things that, well, we done tried that. Maybe we're we going to do something different. We're going we gonna to stay strictly on the academic tip. We're going to fight for contracts. To hire our people, take care of ourselves. Because King can't realize that before he's murdered. That's why if you watch this man, I encourage all you young people, you know, your next is Gen Z's and my lineage to do that. Go there and, and listen to King. You know, he's on YouTube. He said, when we march on Washington, we're coming to get our check. He can't realize it's about economics. The Negro's biggest problem then was you asking the community, the white community, to hire you, given the fact that, A, it's been socialized and ingrained and indoctrinated to hold you in contempt and hate. How likely were they going to include you? Not likely, and they didn't. He can't realize that before he's murdered. If he was to live, it would have been a different outcome, a different, a different movement. But thank God for reading and thank God for YouTube. You can see and hear this man's own words. And I'm saying to you as a member of Baby Boomers who chose, well, I didn't choose, but Jeff the Jackson chose the, you know, build coalition. That's the big word then, coalition building, build coalition. How well has that worked for us? And I say again, not disparaging no group who's here. None whatsoever, not disparaging anybody's here. Folks don't come here to pick up the banner with us, the cross with us to fight white racism or white supremacy. They don't come in for that. Nobody, nobody that borders come in right to challenge that paradigm. Nobody. No one. So you got no allies. They figure that's your fight. They did that to you, not us. You were exploited. Okay? You were victimized, not us. So again, with all due respect, homie, uh, that's on you guys. We want as much of the wealth that we can extract for ourselves and our families. We didn't come here to fight white folks about what they done to you guys. They know now. That's on you. And it's time for our community to stop with that nonsense about black and brown coalition. There ain't no coalition. Never was, never will be. Stop that foolishness, young people. Don't buy that nonsense that my group did Baby boom, baby boom, born that nonsense. Don't buy that nonsense. It's just you, baby. It's just you. And the best thing you can do for you is make sure you possess essential high income skills whereby you can be comfortable. You can even get contracts. Hire yourself, hire other people that you control. But I would not buy that nonsense about black and brown coalition, black and brown coalition. 
not men. And not disparaging the Spanish community, not disparaging them. No, 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 they didn't come here to coalesce with you. Uh-uh. We came to get as much of the financial resources out of America for us and our families. That's why we came here. Simple as that. We're not coming to change no paradigm, you know, about white power, you know, whiteness. No, 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 we, no, we, ain't, we ain't for that. And so stop letting folks sell you that pipe dream because it ain't real. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the program, but my trenches, baby. Off the face of my trenches. Off the face of my trenches. Today, my dialogue is immigration versus ADOS community. A community without political, economic, or social capital is a community that's going to be disrespected. And what you're seeing down here on Molina Cash Boulevard in Roxbury, where all those illegals now are being housed, fed, and clothed, and watching TV or whatever, right? Despite your protest, black people, despite your protest, you got no power. Because why? For the last 50-plus years, we have been chasing and pursuing civil rights, voting rights, okay, human rights, diversity, multiculturalism, inclusion. Those things does not build any institution. Because you can hire people. You can build wealth. You can pass the next generation. It doesn't do anything. And so now, here we are as we move off to the side of baby boomers and the next generation come to the, come to the uh, floor, come to the floor, Gen X, Gen Zs, and millennials. We're not leading them anything. And the prime example is what's going on down here in Roxbury with these illegals. We ain't leaving nothing. And the mayor and the governor does not have respect because why? You got no clout. You got no clout. You got no capital. None. But you a civil rights fighter. You fight for civil rights. Huh. Whoopie do. Whoopie whoopie do. You got no juice, baby. Well, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Again, you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. You've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Hickenbottom. Me and my program from the trenches, off the basement trenches, off the basement trenches. I'll be back. Don't go nowhere. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. 
It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. 이거는 내 버스탄 억양이에요. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Yeah, it is. Shh. This is my Boston accent. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself. Discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. I'm back again. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And you listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM in Boston. Name of that little talk show of mine is called From the Trenches, baby. From the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. From the Trenches. From the Trenches. Today, I'm going to have a conversation. Just having a dialogue out here. I'm going to speak about immigration versus the Eidos community. A community without political, economic, or social, social capital will always be disrespected. And what you're seeing down here at uh, Marlena Cass Boulevard, down there on Washington Street and King Boulevard, we got all these illegals down there housed, being fed, closed, housed, warm the whole nine yards. Despite your protest, you're looking at a community that has no political, economic, or social capital. So are you, we been chasing for the last 50 years since King was murdered. Civil rights, social justice, you know, voting rights. None of those things build institution now that you can hire people, that you can build, you know, entities and pass on to the next, to the next generation where you're going to require wealth. So our effort has benefited everybody but us. And so now you see that you, the taxpayer, are funding this here now. Even Governor Healy went on TV and said, does anybody have a spare room they want to rent to anybody? You got a spare room? Well, if you did, who's going to be paying for that? The taxpayer. All those provisions. Who's paying for that? The taxpayer. So you can feed house, clothes, provide education for non-citizens, at the expense of the taxpayers, you, Ados, and you sell this here deceptive con as, this con as, we got to be, where's our humanity? Where's our, you know, good nature? Benevolent good nature. Well, we've been begging for that nature for 161 years since emancipation. We've been begging for 161 years for you to show your humanity, your humanity to the group where the wealth of America is built on the black back bodies of Adolf. 
You get all this money all of a sudden now for illegal, but you come and talk about reparation. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on now. Come on. We're broke. It'll break the bank. But throughout this great country of ours, still spending billions of dollars, billions with a B on illegals, and they coming by what? The millions. The millions. Who's going to feed them? You're the taxpayer. And so now, what do they make sure these folks end up at? In the ghetto with you. Because why? We have no political, economic, or social capital that folks revere, respect, or fear. And we don't figure voting, Ados, because why? It's a numbers game. Your numbers ain't there. Because with all the white community and all these folks of color, we can still put back in Mayor Wu or even Governor Healy. So we hear you, hear we frown and say, yes, this is, yeah, I know, I know, I know. We all got to bear the burden of this inconveniency. Although we putting it where you live at. We ain't, we ain't putting it where we live at. Now put it in open Western, Canton, Sharon, Norwood, Wellesley, you know, the waterfront, West Roxbury, Reedsville. No, 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 no. We put it where those folks have just civil rights, voting rights. That's what they've been fighting for, human rights. They ain't got no wealth. They ain't got no capital. They ain't got no juice. And the folks who represent you ain't got no juice. Because you ain't got no juice. So it's like what? The weak leading the weak. Because why, for the last 50 plus years since King was murdered, we went down the wrong road trying to pursue being included as citizens in this great country of ours. We've been fighting for what? Civil rights, voting rights, human rights, sexism, racism, all them isms. And we got no juice. We got no clout. So I'm saying to the group who's about to replace us baby boomers, I wouldn't do that. I would not put any of my time no more behind racism. They already know that. You know, they know that. Sexism, they know that. You know, voting rights, civil rights, human rights. No, I ain't putting no more of my time in those entities. I'm putting my time into acquiring contracts that can take care of me and my people. Take care of me and my family and pass it on to the next generation. We have given you a blueprint. If you want to fight for those things, white community, go right ahead. You liberals and you progressive, go right ahead. Be our guest. But count us out. If I'm you, if I was a Gen X or millennial, I wouldn't put not one ounce of my time into those endeavors anymore. You got 161 years. That's right. Since Lincoln signed emancipation. From 1863 to now, 2024 is 161 years. 161 years. I think we'll give enough of our time chasing, trying to be a citizen. I just got one request to the white community. Share the wealth, baby. Share the wealth. Share the wealth, and we'll get along just fine. We will get along just fine. Household,
You test your high income skills. Yeah, that's what I want. Nope, 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 nope. We ain't fighting for civil rights no more, voting rights no more. You do that. He is the platform that we have perfected. You go for it. Knock yourself out. We're going to fight for something right that A, going to produce tangible results. And another thing, young people, I would not embrace no more. No more. Hope. No, we don't want, we don't want, we don't want no more hope. No more hope. No more hope. We want tangible, tangible, specific, concrete solutions aimed at us only. That's how you build wealth, baby. And from wealth come power and influence. And right now, what you're seeing down here in Roxbury is a community with no clout, no capital, no political, economic, or social capital that has to be respected or revered. That's why they dumped them folks on you. The same in Chicago, New York, other places, right? Hey, you know, you can sit up there and whine all you want to. We don't revere you. We don't respect you. We've been trying to figure out for 161 years what to do with you. That's right. For 161 years, we've been trying to figure out what to do with you. So until we figure it out, here's some more poor folks we're going to put in there with you. Now make room for them. And we're going to say, you know, we got to show our humanity. We're a nation built on immigrants. But we never, ever let the world know why we need the immigrants. Because we massacred the Native Americans. We, we did the same thing to them that's being done over there in Palestine for the last 75 years. We annihilated and slaughtered them. Took their land because why? White folks possess, possess what? Weapons of mass destruction. Colonized this land, took this land, brought in our elders to do the free labor to create the wealth. And we've been demonized ever since then. So I say to young people, you need to learn from us, understand that in America, based in capitalism, there's two important components. One is capital, other is labor. The federal government made sure by these laws called the black codes that we, our elders, would be locked out of acquiring wealth that they could pass on to the next generation. That's why we got no inheritance when we left home. So the only redress you have that I have is our labor. If you don't understand that you need to be, you need to possess essential high income skills, then you have been, you have been miseducated. If you don't understand that you need to be able to pursue these contracts on the city, state, and federal level, you know the federal government awards over $500 billion a year to outside contractors. $500 billion. Every state, they are awarding contracts to outside contractors. Every city, the outside contractors. Yet, our politicians, our Adel's politicians, do not say, hey, the money's over here. The money's over here. You fight for gay rights, immigration rights, all this nonsense that does nothing to enhance or improve our quality, quality of life or our position. That's nothing for us. So I'm saying to the young folks come behind us, this is something I just wouldn't do anymore. I would not pursue what my group did, baby, baby boomers did, 
I would not be fighting for racism. Nope, nope, I ain't fighting that no more. Civil rights, nope, I ain't doing it no more. Voting rights, nope, I ain't doing it. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. No, no, no. But I will contest and protest for contracts and essential high income position that I can be comfortable for me and my family, that I can take care of myself, hire my people, and get on about my business. And young people, you need to accept America for what she is. She is what she is. After 161 years, she is what she is. And I would not be trying to change her to anything that she's not. She is what she is. Because why? There is a, a relationship that exists between Ados and the white community. 24 years of chattel slavery is the foundation of that relationship. Built on what? Contempt, hate, and disdain. And we've been trying for 161 years to be what? Treated as citizen to what? Virtually no avail. We own nothing then, we own nothing now. We control nothing then, we control nothing now. So I'm saying to you, as you take stage and take the mic, I would not pursue the same course of action that we did, us baby boomers did. I wouldn't do that. And I'm not disparaging anybody. I'm not against anybody. I'm just saying it did not turn out the way that King had hoped it would, us being treated as citizens. Because the foundation is already, the foundation of 20, 24 years was built on disdain, hate. You know, it is what it is. But she's a great country. She's a great country. If you possess sufficient wealth to be comfortable, she's a great place to be. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. And now, we don't need you. We got all these illegal around here. We don't need you for cheap labor. We don't need you at all. You better be highly skilled, neighbor. Young folks, you better be skilled. You better be skilled, like I say. Well, we're coming to a close of this episode. We've been talking about immigration versus Ados community. A community without political, economic, or social capital is a community that will be disrespected and not revered. And the fact that you got all those illegal down there on King Boulevard, despite your protests, lets you know you got no juice, baby. That's why we went down the road fighting for what? Social rights, civil rights, human rights. And we forgot that America runs on what? Capital. What's your own control? What's your own control? And we don't own anything. And it's not to put us down, not to take a shot at us, right? It is what it is. And for the young folks, you got a great position to be in. You now know what not to do, what not to pursue. It's your call because you come to you come to the stage. You about to pick them. You about you about to get them, you about to get the mic and go from here. You about to, you about to be in the driver's seat, but you're in a great position because you know what not to do. From 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 observing my group, the baby boomers. You now know what not to do. So I will be back next Wednesday with another episode, just another thought from the trenches to share my thoughts with you. And you can, uh, you know, you may agree, you may not. That's okay. But just something you, you know, to compare and contrast. You know, but understand, baby, no one's coming to save us. No one's coming to make it better for us. If you can't get out the hood, if you can't get out the ghetto, without, without, you can't get out, you can't get out without skills. You cannot get out of the hood without skills. You cannot live where you want to live without having high-income skills that put you where you want to be at. 
it is what it is. So you now got to make room now for all these illegals that you don't want, that you didn't send for. And you got to pay for them. Your tax dollar got to pay for them. We're going to feed, house, and clothe them, educate them on your dime. Ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> now sit on that for a while. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Why? We got no social, no political, no economic clout. We got no capital. That's the problem. But for the young folks, all is not laws because why? You now know what not to do. Don't pursue the same agenda that we did. Voting rights, civil rights, human rights. Nope, 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 nope. Let the other folks pick up that cross and bear it. I wouldn't do I would not do it anymore. I would not pick up that cross no more and run with it. Because why it does not lead anything tangible or concrete that you own and that you can that you can that you that you control. You know, it is what it is. And you're seeing that firsthand down in Roxbury. So the good thing is that you can do something different. You can do something different than what we did. So as I close out, remember you've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. WBCA 102.9 FM. In the program from the trenches, off the basement trenches, off the basement trenches, from the trenches. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. I'll be here again next Wednesday at 6. Until then, I want to bid you a pleasant evening. I hope you uh, have me a nice cup of coffee or a cup of tea or hot chocolate with your feet up. I'll be here next week, you know, to uh, bring you some more observation. And we'll go from there. Peace out. The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.